discussion, debate is over, you will write a formal apology. I will what? A formal apology. You will kowtow, you will step and fetch. Frank, if you think you can Get make me... Get used to it, it's the way of the world. If you're so hot on discipline, then Gun. damn it, start by accepting mine. Because contrary to popular opinion, I'm the head in charge. Come on, let's get something to eat. You really think you're bad, don't you? everybody welcome back to another episode of gundam at mhq joining me is one of your hosts neo and joining me always is Solbro. by you Solbro, say hello what is going on everybody good evening oh man it's 1991 and we entered i the, know we entered the persian war the persian gulf war <laughs> <laughs> bill clinton is soon to be president <laughs> yeah <laughs> a rich version of Street Fighter 2 is uh, really Super Champion, Super Samoan Edition. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Arcades everywhere. <laughs> That's what's so, up. Oh my God. So yeah, this uh, I guess we're gonna go right into what we're talking uh, the topics tonight. We got two topics, which is gonna be Ultraman. Uh, the new Ultraman anime that's on uh, Netflix, and then uh, we're gonna talk about High Score Girl, which was. Uh, yeah, we know it's not a mecha thing, but it's got it's got Soul Bro's favorite second favorite thing in it, fighting games and, and lots and of the, and, his, and his third favorite thing, nostalgia glasses. Nostalgia glasses, <laughs> yes. And uh, in these two segments, we were going to have um, uh, we we're going to have some guest hosts. In the first one, we're going to have kind of our resident Ultraman Godzilla um, expert here, um, and uh, he's known he's known on the boards and all the things as Frederick, but. Uh, Fred, say hello to the folks out there. I think this is the first time you've been on the uh, Gundam, huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the first time I was on was whenever uh, the news uh, got out that uh, Godzilla was going to be in a Super Robot Wars game. Yes. Oh yeah, but I mean like, <laughs> but I mean like, kind of contributing in this way. I I know it's just okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been right. on a bunch of specials. I kind of weirded out. I think I weirded out Chris too much. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, hey, everybody, how's it going? Uh, Thanks to uh, you guys for having me on for uh, to talk about something that I fucking love, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, thank you for coming uh, on. Yo, shout out to he's running. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, and and our our second. uh, expert that we're going to bring out for High Score Girl. Um, it's going to be show, and everybody knows show, but I think show's running a little late, and hopefully, um, I think he's caught in traffic or something. So hopefully, he'll be joining us a little bit later 
uh, right before we go into High Score Girl. But uh, Soulbro, go ahead as I saunter over to the Larry King Memorial News Studio. Oh shit! I gotta get some... the. Let me get this music. There we go. Yes. All right. Now, now we're ready for the news desk. But uh, before oh, that, yes. uh, yo, um, uh, shout out to Yazi. He brings up a very good point. Uh, Fred uh, helped us do the Transformers episode of Gundam, uh, Gundam as well. Was that Gundam? Or oh, that, yeah. that was no. That was that's barbecue night, right? Yeah, oh, it was barbecue. No, we had a special yeah, on the IDW Transformers. It was you, me, oh, and a bunch of Yes, yes. Man, did. I forgot. Yeah, I was, was there. That was a, that was a fucking. <laughs> but those are specials. Yes, this wasn't yes, the main are. continuity. Was, yeah. This is this is the prime Gundam timeline, Ooh. not the specials. Yo, what do you call, call those? This ladies? is a nineteen. This is a 2012 Thor. You know, we're, we're prime Thor. <laughs> what do you call those leagues in, in baseball? The AAA leagues or whatever? Like, like the, oh, the, yeah, yeah, the, the AAA. Yeah. The, AAA. The, 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 main, the main line is the MLB. Yeah. And yeah, the specials are AAA. AAA <laughs> 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 and AA. <laughs> yo, yo, we scrub status? Yo, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> yo, no, 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 AAA no, is not, not scrub. That's yeah. like one. That's like one step from being a pro. That's like either you're stuck on a team that maybe there's too many people at your position or thing. Yeah, so that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Yo, was it Michael Jordan in, in, in the AAA? I think so. When he played baseball. Oh, Michael Jordan? Oh, yeah. when he retired. Yeah, I think he did. Double yeah. A AA or AAA. Yeah. Man. Um, oh, when yeah, when he was quote unquote retired. Yeah, quote unquote. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah, he was pretty much suspended for being a gambling asshole. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's the word on the street. Is he got suspended for um, um, gambling? Because he's a huge gambler. These covers, huge, up. huge. These cover gambler. ups. <laughs> well, remember too. That's when his father got killed. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's so. True. That's the other conspiracy theory that his father was killed because of unpaid um, gambling debts. Man, that's that's. <laughs> you ever read about how his father got killed? It's very, it's very bizarre. That, that's super bizarre. Man, so, but this isn't conspiracy time. I'm, I'm not gonna. Oh. This isn't uh, what, what is, what's that thing? The alien conspiracy thing on on History Channel. I'm no. not the guy with the crazy pompadour. Yeah. This, this is undefeatable evidence that aliens do exist. Aliens. This isn't Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't know. No, no. Just, just shit no, no, he's he's too extreme. I like the guy on um, the the ancient aliens. He's like oh, every God. little, every tiny little. This so circumstantial thing is like this is indisputable evidence that aliens have existed. Us, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a rock. <laughs> yeah, it's a person with goggles on. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a bunch of lights come out of an airport at night. Hmm, that's. It's gotta be. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, I know a few people who live around here that can tell you the same exact shit, but they're drunk as shit. Oh, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, the moonshine is real. Oof. Oh my god! Oh my so, god! So, um, I was going in to do some listener submitted news articles, and unfortunately, there's no submitted articles. <laughs> so. We're gonna go to a freeform session here, and 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 luckily Fred was able to uh, give us some uh, news. Uh, so I guess this is kind of listener so listener submitted news, or kind of. But um, it looks like here there's going to be some. He brought this from Variety, and it looks like Shin. Is is it the first one or the second one? Well, there's Shin um, Ultra uh, Ultraman yeah. in the works through Hideki Anno and Shinji Higuchi. So is that the the news you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. So it looks like the 
co-directors of the 2016 smash hit Shin Godzilla are teaming up for Shin Ultraman. Um, Studio Kara, the animation house Hano launched in 2006, made the announcement. Um, the live-action film is going to be based on the iconic 1966 uh, TV series about a giant alien that battles space monsters to save Earth. Um, it looks like this, its release is set for 2021. And of course, uh, oh, of course, to probably fund this, uh, Anu is currently busy with Evangelion 4.0 finals. <laughs> <laughs> his last installment in his remake of Evangelion. So uh, I think I think once he gets that done, they get the he gets his final payment from whatever studio he can do. He can finish up Shin Ultraman. So. <laughs> This dude, I'm gonna t- uh, based off a. Of, there's an A and N article too, but according to there, it said that a draft of the script for Shin Ultraman was completed before, before completing 3.0 plus 1.0. You're the priority. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh yeah, I'm looking at that now. <laughs> he said, "Nah, this shit's cooler. I'm done." <laughs> yeah, I've already, I've already, I've already done Evangelion, so. But yeah, no. What, what are your what are your thoughts, then, Fred? I mean, as an expert in both Godzilla and, and Ultraman, uh, are 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 you um, are you excited about this? Do you think this will be good, or or what do you think is going to happen here? I, I I can't say for for exact that it's going to be good, but I think it's I think it's going to do really really well because I I think the two they're kind of like the dynamic duo. When it comes yeah. to uh, Toku stuff now, like especially with Shin Godzilla and how uh, Toho. Who is uh, going to be co um, co funding this too and distributing it? Um, they they did gangbusters with uh, Shin Godzilla, yep. so like yeah. I think it's going to do really really well, especially for the franchise because mm-hmm. uh, Ultraman kind of it's not that it has stagnated. We're kind of in a new ultra, as I call it, the Ultra Renaissance, um, the new series that have been coming out now that actually <laughs> they've actually been making money. Not just off of toy sales, so oh, wow. uh, that's good. <laughs> that's actually really well, cool. I mean, I mean, I guess, yeah, but you could kind of say that it's, I mean, sometimes these things just, they need kind of a kick in, in them to go. I mean, Ultraman's been around for 30-something years, 40, almost 40 years, right, or over yeah. 40 years. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, this is, you know, that kind of makes sense in some ways. It's- it's very much a, a shot in the arm that kind of the franchise needs. And what I, I and I kind of talked about it on Twitter, but I had said that it was like, oh, it's going to revolutionize Toku. And I kind of like tongue in cheek said that because that's kind of a thing that people said when Shin Godzilla was coming out. But uh, I think it's going to draw more people who kind of work primarily in anime and kind of draw them <laughs> in Tokusatsu stuff or more and more. Um, uh, yeah. The writer of Gurren Lagann helped write uh, *Common Rider Forze*, which is one of my favorite shows. It's a really, really good show. And then uh, Urobuchi did the. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know it's not that liked, but uh, he did the anime trilogy for uh, the Godzilla Netflix series. So uh, I think yeah, it's. I, think it's, I hmm? saw that. <laughs> yeah, I did too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure no, that, that's thing, a that's right? a that's a different topic on a different time. <laughs> Um, no shade. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I probably there is some shade, but I I know what they were trying to do. 
And the twist is interesting, but the twist is kind of sloppy in some ways and could have been it's just one of those animes where sometimes people are just standing around too much. Oh, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> I mean, and they're not even really saying anything interesting. They're just kind of like, eh. so, but yeah, well, I guess that, that would be interesting. So, I mean, Ano is a, is a great pedigree, man. He, he loves, he loves, this is his, this is his genre and Shin Godzilla was fantastic. So I, I just, I have all the faith in the world in him and uh, I think he's gonna, probably do a really good job with this and he's he's definitely seems to be energized being that he had this script done before evangelion which is like a hundred percent him <laughs> for the most part now yeah. so and it's someone else's property is like yo i'm more excited about another property that's not mine than uh <laughs> than one well, that uh, is he, mine so. he never got death threats for doing ultra yeah, I mean, we're talking about the dude who skipped college classes it's, to do his old ultraman short film oh like, shit <laughs> Some ways he is kind of a sadist, though. Going back to Ava Gelly, you think he was just yeah. left that shit alone? I just keep the I mean, lights I, on. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of. I mean, he's he's some ways he's doing the George Lu- he's Lucas and stuff. You sure. know, it's like, but, but I guess uh, anything else on Shin Ultraman? Uh, no, I, I just because that does bring up a good point. It's not really new. Well, it was kind of news, and we never talked about it. I think we did. We might have mentioned it. But the fact that uh, the original Evangelion show went on Netflix and then um, what an uproar that there was, was uh, Rebirth and End of Evangelion. So yeah. it, was, it was all it was both the movies and then uh, the, the original series. I haven't seen it, but I know that the, I saw when it first came out, the big um, uh, the big controversy was the fact that they changed the dub cast that mm-hmm. either one of you guys watched it and. Is it as bad as what people are saying, or is it just it's different and you know, or they're just living with their they're they're living with nostalgia glasses, <laughs> hoping it was going to be the same way they saw it when they when they watched it, you know, however long ago they watched it. Have either one of you watched it, Fred? I, I was yeah. wondering if you had. I mean, I, I saw the uproar online. I mean, I saw most people saying okay. that the translation was bad, that they changed the context of a lot of dialogue, and uh, that a lot of people were just really upset about that. But Fred, man, any any input you have on uh, what you saw of the Netflix version? It's it's more so. It's not that it's a. Well, I guess in a way you could say it's a bad translation, but it's more so that the translation itself is more. It's very direct. So, like the wording and the 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 dialogue is a little like stiff in a way. Yeah. Uh, the biggest controversy being the whole uh, Kauru. Yeah. He uh, he confesses his air quotes love to Shinji in one of the the ending episodes, and it uh, a lot of people got upset because um, in the ADV dub back in the day he uh, he pretty much just says uh, I love you. And there's a lot of back and forth between translations saying, no, he didn't say, yes, he did. No, it was more supposed to be, supposed to be like direct and stuff. And like, it, it's serviceable. The new dub is serviceable. Um, I, I, this is my nostalgia glasses kicking in. Like, I oh. really love. You're in the right show then. Nostalgia glasses <laughs> for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 
I love I love the ADV dub to death. I do um, too, actually. I'm, I'm not going to front. Dude, I, quick I, question I, before you guys go on, though. Mm-hmm. Why was it changed? Is there something with the licensing or something? Or Netflix just wanted their own people or what? So the rumblings that have been kind of floating around the internet, not to put rumors into the news area, but like the rumor <laughs> is that because... Uh, yeah, no fake news on this in the newscast. <laughs> <laughs> but the rumblings is that because of the the premiere when they premiered Ava 3.0 at a convention, I forgot what the convention is, forgive me. But when they released that first dub and premiered it there, um, no one took it seriously because Funimation kind of did some fun with it and basically straight up uh, addressed that like Kara and Shinji are like together and like right. each other, and like the audience was like cheering and. Japanese audiences don't do that. And I think, go ahead. Oh, they were cheering. No, oh, they were cheering. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were cheering and kind of like making jokes and laughing at a lot of the block scenes. And one of the studio reps was there and was mortified. So that's why 3.0 took so long. And when that news dropped of, oh, we have to redo the translation again. Oh. A lot of people attributed that to... Um, the reason why the dialogue and the translation is so like direct and it's so oh. stiff away. Wow, interesting. Is that the truth? I don't think we'll ever really know unless somebody kind of says it on their deathbed. But yeah. uh, it, it's kind of, it's really kind of not not that it's 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 a little bit apparent that like that's the reason why. Hmm. Um, okay. Dang. Interesting. I had no idea. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's fine. I mean, I probably eventually will see it. I haven't watched that show in a long, long time. So, um, but yeah, I, I just remember seeing it. But I did do some research while you were talking, mm-hmm. and I can't believe nobody posted this. Oh, there's, and this is from yesterday. There's going to be a new Gundam channel that's going to be for streaming on YouTube. Oh, shit. Sure. So, and this oh, is a, from Anime News Network. Yeah, Sunrise and Alpha Wednesday. Link to the article so I can put it on the screen. <laughs> Yeah, let me let me, uh, let me let me send that to you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're having me too too much. There you go, man. I'm just I'm just. Uh... Thank you. Sorry about that. Thank you sorry, very sorry. much. No, it's cool. Go for it. But uh, yeah, yeah, put it up on the screen here. Yeah, this is good stuff. They announced on Wednesday they're going to launch a new Gundam channel, YouTube channel. It's already got its first three episodes of the 22 Gundam, 22 series in the Gundam franchise. The channel is also adding episodes three through thirteen of. Uh, Double O, G Fighter, and Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans with a new episode available on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays every week. Uh, The channel will add the entire first Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam series um, and episodes 3 through 9 of Gundam Bill Fighters are available today, August 1st, uh, followed by episodes 10 through 17 on August 8th. Um, Bill Fighters Try is going to first episodes three through nine on August 22nd, followed by 10 through 17 on August 29th. Episodes three through nine of Gundam Build Divers. So, dude, there is no excuse. <laughs> no excuse not to be able to see Gundam now. So this is awesome. So the first three episodes of each franchise is up. And That's then crazy. certain ones, they have more episodes on and it looks like build the build um the the build universe they're they're adding them every other week each uh, each 
series is getting a new batch of episodes every other week. So that is some good stuff there. Man, I can't believe nobody posted that up. Man. Gosh, gosh, gosh. That's they got, they got you digging for your own nose. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> and I do, and I do remember as I was going on um Twitter, I think last week, um, happy happy news that I saw was the Gundam movie trilogy. First Gundam movie trilogy is coming out on Blu-ray. Wow. Yeah, let me let me let me do a little search on this. Yeah, man, this is this is something that hasn't been seen probably since episode three of Gundam. <laughs> me actually having to do the <laughs> digging, but I, but I'm a but I'm a uh, I'm, I'm a hardened journalist. But yeah, we're breaking um, new ground. <laughs> well, Fred Fred hit us up with another article as well. Uh, but yeah, before, what you got up there before that? Did y'all mention about uh, the uh, the Frank Sinatra flying into the moon uh, controversy for Evangelion? Now, oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah it's not on there. They didn't license it. Yeah, that was my that was my biggest takeaway. It's like wow, they couldn't. They didn't want to spend. They didn't want to spend that much. They don't want to spend the money to get that song. But they I, at the same time they spent a hundred million dollars on Friends. To require the license for that is like, damn, y'all touted having Evangelion, but y'all don't want to spend the extra well, coin to get. Well, I don't song. know if you know this, Sobro, but Friends yeah. is a deconstruction of modern um, sitcoms of the American. Oh, uh, is it? Fucking <laughs> 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 Friends. I'm, I'm not. I, I will oh. say this. I'm not a. I'm not a big fan. I don't. I don't like watch Friends. I never did watch it on the regular, yeah. but. I understand the impact it has. <laughs> so sitting there, but you are right though. It's like if you're willing to spend a hundred million dollars for friends, why? How much was it going to cost to put uh, "Fly Me to the Moon"? Yeah, I man, just pay the Sinatra estate and get that fucking song in the show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give 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 old Blue Eyes his fucking money. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yo, man, that's all. That's like such a fucking cool moment when you're watching the show for the first time and you hear the ED and it's like, yo, is that? Is that flying on the moon? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and it, the, the song is like all throughout this show and melodies and whatnot. And they had mm -hmm. to go in and take out every song that melodically references the song in the show. So not only is the actual ED affected, but the score itself is affected of the show too. So some of the some of the some of the best pieces of the music of the music that uh that um Sagasu, right? Shiro Sagasu? Yes. Yeah, that he crafted for that show, or not in the show because they had to take him out for the Netflix release. Not in Japan. Everything is cool. If you watch it on Netflix Japan, it's intact. But you watch it on Netflix America, be fucked. Yeah, Japan don't give a fuck. Yeah, Japan paid the money, but for us, it, yeah. it don't. It don't fucking matter. So yeah, I just want to. I want to get that off my chest. I'm sorry, guys. Never be forgiven. I'll never be How forgiven. You. No, I'm kidding. Back to you, Neil. Neil, back to the news. Yeah, I was looking. Um, the uh, he put uh, Fred, Fred put the Ultraman uh, Blu-ray. Uh, uh, sorry, the Ultraman licensing um, information in the uh, chat here. I'll bring it up here. I'm sorry, I should have yeah. run it earlier. I'm sorry. No, this is actually pretty big news. They licensed most of the Ultraman franchise. Cool. Uh, Not uh, most. Every single series, every movie, every spinoff, everything. Wow. Um, Save I just want the first one. I just love the fucking first one. Oh, it's like, coming, I just I just love the first one and all of its cheesy sixties goodness. Like yeah. <laughs> it, it is uh we'll, we'll get into that. Let me see if there's any other news here. But that's big news too. So this is so it says here Mill Creek's gonna be Mill Creek Entertainment and UK distribution company Indigo 
licensed more than 1,100 episodes and 20 films Jesus. of the Ultraman franchise. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. both physical and digital distribution. Yes. Oh, man. You better get those five terabyte drives for this. <laughs> Holy <laughs> God. The Blu-rays are going to release on October 15th. The first release, Ultra Q, and the original Ultraman series on October 15th. Wow. That's, yes. that's a pretty that, good fucking... That is freaking insane. What an acquisition. Yo, God damn. I, I was crying. I um... know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had the... I had the... When... God, in the early 2000s, when Ultraman came out, the first mm -hmm. the first show, the first series, the first up show, the original show came out. Like I bought that shit like crazy. I could never believe that it was out. I was like, wait a second. I, I think I was walking into Best Buy and I saw it and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to snatch this. And it was like at a good price point, too. And it's nice. like I never thought I would see Ultraman. And this was DVD. So this tells you mm -hmm. how old it is. And I'm like, how so I never understood. Story, so the funny story about the licensing for that one is that the license it wasn't bought through Subaraya. It was bought through this uh, Chinese company that had the license to Ultraman, which is why we never got to see it. Oh. Stateside, Subaraya and uh, Chao. I, I, I can't remember how to pronounce it, but like mm -hmm. this Chinese company that had the license to the entire franchise that would make illegal like bootlegs and stuff like that. Oh, damn. Wow. Had the license to it, and when they, I forgot the original release company behind it, but they bought the rights from them, and that's why you don't see those DVDs anymore, is because that was illegally obtained. It wasn't through their the right license. Wow. Holder. Okay. That's freaking wow, that's crazy. Pretty... Well, I'm glad to see yeah. that. I'm glad to see that Mill Creek got their hands on this because, if anything, now it can get proper distribution in the states at least. Uh, and and for those who don't know, the Mill Creek uh, also licensed. They had they were their previous releasers of the uh, of the Daimajin franchise, which was done by Dae Pictures, and mm -hmm. they licensed the entire Gamera series too. Wow! So you can see like the original Showa and Heisei Gamera films. On Blu-ray, one box set. So, see, now this is good news of well, a license act. Because yeah, let me. Unlike, unlike fucking uh, Harmony Gold buying up, uh, yeah. getting all rights to Macross again. God damn, I'm still salty about that shit. So, <laughs> I put one. I put one last article in because I think oh, we need to go into Ultraman because it seems like we're, we're, we're going that route. No problem. Um, but the last one here, bring you can bring it up, Soul Bro. Yes, sir. Um, this, and this is from today on Anime News Network. It looks like Super Robot Wars V, Super Robot Wars X Games are going to get an uh, English released in Southeast Asia. So it looks like um, they announced in Jan Bam Bandai Namco announced on July 25th that it's going to release English versions in Southeast Asia, Super Robot Wars V and Super Robot Wars X on the Switch and the PC via yep. Steam. Because they, they're actually they're already available get... in English on the, on the PlayStation 4, but that's pretty big. It's going to be on the Switch and the PC. That's awesome for those two yeah. to get distributed yep. there. Because I, th I heard, of course, we all know that X, uh, not X, but uh, the latest Super Robot Wars uh, T sold incredibly well on the Switch. So that, they yeah. probably want to make some of that extra money by porting the other yeah, two. Yeah, it's just here the Switch version of Super Robot Wars V is going to be on Southeast Asia in October 3rd. So it looks like if you're an early purchaser of the Switch version, you'll get a code for several bonuses. Ooh. 
but you're going to need to have the Hong Kong eShop access to redeem the codes. Yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah, Super Robot Wars V debuted on PlayStation 2 and PlayStation Vita in Japan on February 17, 2000, or February 2017. So, yep. And, it, man, it's got all types of mecha in it. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. So, v, hands down, V is one of the best in the franchise. Like, oh, hands down. I have that on the PS4. I have yet to finish it as well as T. I'm ashamed of myself. I'm sorry, guys. Slacker. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw somebody put a put a uh, um, a meme or put a, a screen cap of. I think it's from T, where it's the captain of the Yamato mm-hmm. and Bright. Oh my <laughs> are god! The same thing. They're oh. like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh no, dude! In T, fucking Bright and, uh, and Harlow. Harlo. drink, man. They go like he goes on the arcade. Yeah, the drinking port? No way. Yes. No way, yo, Bright is drinking the drink of champions? Yo, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm upset. God damn. And it, it probably in his fucking, his, his burger cup that he had on Shard's counter. <laughs> probably. <laughs> he, brought over, he brought over his robotic chair. Yo, I'm in. Yo. <laughs> anger, anger, angrily eating all those, uh, the those whole, burgers. burgers? Yeah, like. man. Yeah, man. So. Fucking uh, getting, a, getting the ulcer soon. But... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's the news, and uh, I encourage everybody to submit some news for the next episode. <laughs> and if you ever have news, you can always submit it to the nearest listener submitted news articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. And uh, I think now, we, since we've been kind of talking about it in the news there, we'll talk about um, net, the Netflix uh, release of Ultraman. Um I guess the big, I'll just do a quick synopsis so we can kind of go into this Mm -hmm. is this basically takes all, this is a direct (laughs) sequel (laughs) to the original 1966 show. And, um, Shin Hayato is now an old man and he has a son and uh, we see that his son has the ability, starts to show abilities that, um, um make you know that show that maybe he has some of the uh the ultraman powers being passed down to him um and of course uh, we have an unknown alien that starts to show up we got some craziness going on uh shin's son uh ends up becoming ultraman uh shinjiro but um a little bit different he doesn't grow super big he ends up with a mech because the science patrol is still around um they're kind of got the front of like, Hey, we're a museum and <laughs> we used to work with Ultraman and it's all cool, but they're still kind of doing things behind the scenes. And, uh, he ends up, um, uh, taking it wearing, basically it's like an Iron Man suit, but it's like, uh, it's Ultraman. So he's able to do, uh, different things. And, um, of course, in, in this world, we find out we have good aliens that are kind of living among us. And then we have uh, bad aliens who are trying to do bad things. So um, uh, I guess we'll just kind of go into this because I think we'll, when we start talking about some things, we'll go into it. This was, uh, what, 13 episodes, guys? Yes. Um, and, we, you know, so um, if it's everything that you think. And if you don't, people don't remember what Ultraman is or they never heard about it. It's a show from the 60s where this guy, Shin Hayato, what is it? The alien, there was an alien, he, he, he was in a plane, he plot crashed into the plane, and um, 
the alien saved him, kind of gave him the ability to be Ultraman, and he could he brought out the beta capsule and he would go up and he'd grow to like, you know, a 50 foot, a 50 meter tall um, kind of robot looking alien guy who would fight all kaiju. And that's basically what it was. It was a monster of the week type of show. So this is kind of the same thing here. But um, uh, before we, I, I guess, Fred, we'll just go into you. We'll just uh, go into some of your thoughts, um, highlights, lowlights, and as, as a fan, uh, some of the things that maybe we missed or some of the hidden Easter eggs that, uh, that kind of are in there because it seems like there was quite a few. So, For sure. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this series. It did have with with the animation. I kind of heard when when we first heard that it was going to be three uh, D animated. It kind of turned me off. Uh, I think the biggest negative I have about the show, to, not to start off negative, but the biggest negative <laughs> I kind of have the show is, I guess they did mocap for it. So yeah. there's a oh. there's a little bit of stiffness, especially in the human scenes. Um, like you could tell, like nobody could put their hands in their pockets yeah. because. That's not on the suit, and they can't animate that. So, like, <laughs> swing to the side. They can't bend their fingers. That's the biggest. That's what I was like. Oh yeah, that's why it looks so fucking weird. Because they can't move their fingers. So, <laughs> but when it comes to the fight scenes, like the the mocap that they do is perfect. Yes, like, it, it encapsulates the whole man in a suit fighting a another guy in a suit. Uh, fight style and stuff like that, and uh, you see in the first episode where uh, Shin Hayata kind of saves his his boy from the alien Bemlar, who was the first monster that uh, Ultraman fights in the first episode. That's right, the first enemy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, you see, like he actually does moves from the show, like he does the fucking Ultraman suplex, and uh, he goes yeah. fight stance and stuff like that, and yes. it's like dirt. The fight style is directly pulled from the show. Um, it's a really, I think it's kind of a good springboard for if you're interested in the franchise in a way. Um, there's a lot of good stuff that's in here, uh, like like we've talked about. There's a lot of Easter eggs, and we'll get into that as we go. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the series. Uh, it 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 just really it really does the manga justice because this is based off of. 2011 manga. Um, the guys who did uh, Lime Barrels Lime Bar- of Iron. Yeah, Lime Barrels of Iron. And uh, Get a Robo. Yep. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Get a Robo D Evolution recently, mm-hmm. which has a US release, and go buy that, please. Um, <laughs> more Robo in the US, please. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they do really, their art style is really, really well, and I think it translates over. And, uh, yeah, I think it was a really good uh, first season so far. Um, it ends pretty much where volume, I want to say volume three or volume four, where uh, they have to fight the Ace Killers uh, squadron uh, at the end. And uh, kind of goes from there. And these uh, groundwork for later on. So Nice. Well, I have, a, I have a question for you, Fred. I didn't have a problem with it, but I was wondering if I would, just based knowing what it was going to be. Did you have an issue because it's not, um, it you know it's it's a continuation of the original show, but the monsters are in reverse. You know they're not uh, super big kaiju, they're just you know they're just like human sized aliens, mm-hmm. and that they in in this Ultraman version they talk about the original Ultraman and there's no 
you know, they talk about how he became big. <laughs> so it's like, it's, did, did you find that odd or did you, were you like me? And it just didn't really matter because it was just kind of interesting how they were working this and men, because that first episode, it's just, a, it's a mending of, it's just kind of molding the two shows together and, and just mm -hmm. kind of showing a continuation where you have the, you know, of course, uh, Shinjiro as a little kid and then, you know, showing the abilities and then getting all, and then of course we see him in school and stuff, but did, was that yeah. a problem for you or? At first it was really because, uh, um, in the show they introduce uh, a kaiju, which they label as an alien, but in the actual show, uh, the, the monster, uh, black King is a mm -hmm. dinosaur, but they label him as an alien. Uh, that kind of affects my agita a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> It, it, when you kind of get over, because the way I kind of rationalized it is that grew so big was because Ultraman, the Ultra, the the species of Ultraman, the the giants of light, uh, that's their natural size, so they're like natural fifty feet, fifty feet or fifty meters. Sorry, um, yeah. so for you, you know they're getting the same powers, but they're not like the same body. So right. come to that, it kind of didn't really bother me too much. Um, and I thought it would because I thought, uh, you know, because how uh, pretty much everybody, and it's a kind of accurate comparison, is that, you know, it's kind of like Ultraman meets Iron Man in a way. Yeah. Yeah. They they change it up because in the manga, they have to actually suit up in the, the robot suits. And in this one, they just call upon the armor and it comes to them like Saint Seiya in a way. Um, and they transform just like the Ultra shows. Uh, where you know you hear the original sound effects and which makes me giddy because yeah. yeah a little bit of a psychopath but <laughs> so so in the so in the manga they're 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 piloting a robot so it's more of a mech yeah it's it's in the manga they're more it's more of a militarized kind of okay that they do it um in this one you kind of just get like okay i'm gonna run out and call upon the armor and come ultra you don't get the cool samurai. You don't get the cool samurai Ultraman that you do in the in, in the show in the manga. You do. It's just like uh, it, it's just like a suit of armor. So like before they go out to a mission, they have to suit up in the armor first, and then uh, okay. So it's just they, they don't get to walk it. around as civilians, and then yeah. boom, armor. And so it just beams out of the sky into their bodies, basically in the anime right. and in, in the show. They gotta actually go. We gotta head back to base, or go on top, or go into one of those helicopter. Uh, transports and then go in there and suit up, right? That's basically right. Oh man, mm -hmm. shit. Well, damn, I, they saved us a lot of time in the anime. <laughs> yeah, they, they really do. Just beaming on us. <laughs> Not to keep rambling or anything, but one of the things like was funny to me in the first episode is when uh, Shin Hayata is kind of like he realizes his son is like not normal. Yeah. He starts like, oh, I don't remember my whole time being on the SSSP. And Ide uh, is kind of like, oh, really? You don't remember it? And then uh, Hayata kind of comes to the conclusion. He was like, oh, I was Ultraman. And Ide is like, yeah, like everybody knew. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of obvious in the original show because, oh, no, there's a giant monster that's we can't stop him with our weapons. And Hayata is like, oh. he's always gone. I, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. And then he transforms into Ultraman. And then by the time he realizes, hey, where was Hayata? He's like, I, I was here. Thank God I saved you all. I mean, Ultraman saved us all. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek thing. 
Yeah, I was I was gonna <laughs> ask because um because I, I I never I never got to really watch too many episodes of the original uh I'm about to say Iron Man Ultraman uh series. I mean I saw the occasional one here and there, but um when he when Ide said that it's like I was wondering if they knew his 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 secret identity or not. And, and did, was there no one in the show that knew the original series? And no one, no in one the knew? show, and then yeah, in the show, if I remember, Fred, they never really knew. It was always like he got, he would get knocked out, or he'd say something, or you know, like he was missing or something like that. They never right. really knew. So, yeah, that that's what made it funny when he said that in the, in the anime is that, wow, okay, they they did know. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, it was always something, if I remember, and I hadn't seen the original show in a while, but mm -hmm. it was always where it was just something mysterious. Like, he'd get knocked out, or, like, they'd come over, and he'd, he'd be knocked out, and then they'd go and do something, and then he'd slip off, and he'd use the beta capsule and, <laughs> you know, become Ultraman and save the day. Because, remember, he had three-minute timer, so, I mean, that yeah. was... Um, yeah, like he would like, oh no, Hayata crashed the plane again. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, he always did crash that plane, yeah. <laughs> and then he would just be like, oh, I'm Ultraman. Oh, thank God. You're here to save us. Oh, oh man, it sucks the Hayata. Oh, hey, what's up, dude? Like, yeah. Just kind of like, yeah, I hit the eject button at the right time. And it, it took right. me this walk to you. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's like, the, it's like the bad stuff with, um, like like Clark Kent, you know, it's like oh, yeah. he's a he's a reporter, yet he's never there for the story when Superman comes up, but somehow he prints the story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lois, I was taking a nap. How does that how does that happen? I mean, so you got yeah. every detail, every detail on log, mm -hmm. and he was napping. Uh, that the sure Clark, sure. <laughs> It's just so bro, since you're since you're a person that's a that you, you said Ultraman you were, Virgin? No, not Ultraman Virgin, <laughs> but I mean Virgin. you you hadn't you hadn't watched you hadn't watched the first show in its entirety. You've yeah. seen here and there and stuff. When you watch this, how what were some of your impressions? Yeah, I was definitely going into this pretty fresh, man. I, I caught on quick that this show was gonna have a lot of deep cut Ultraman uh um a trivia in it and and also like appearances for and and reward it, it's very rewarding i could see for a long time ultraman fan so i'm sure uh fred was just bugging out reading the manga back when it was coming out and then seeing it in animation had to also be pretty cool but um you know getting introduced to what really what the show kicked off for me is when my man dan moriboshi showed up yeah that's my man <laughs> That's my fucking man. I always got this thing for those assholes with the sharp eyes, wearing the wearing the glasses, who are just dicks. You know, you know like my man Jin in Samurai Champloo, or or my man Ide in uh, My Hero Academia. Well, Dan fits the bill here. That guy is the the he's militant as fuck. <laughs> and um, I was I was I was pleasantly surprised to find out that he wasn't Ultraman. I guess Ultra Seven is who. Um, he uh he if you, the original incarnation the live action he uh Dan Moriboshi mm. was Ultra Seven and so he's represented mm -hmm. in this as kind of a samurai Ultraman uh you know primarily powered by the suit that he uses and of course he uses a katana but he's super fucking cool and granted he gets waxed sometimes yeah. but man he's just his his persona and the shit he gives up my man uh my, my man uh, Hayata yeah freaking uh Shinjiro. Uh, he gives him shit all the time. I love the episode where uh, Homegirl uh, comes to the uh, 
comes to the museum trying to get answers, and he's up there on the on the on the higher balcony looking down on uh Shinjiro, and it says, "If you tell her shit, I will fucking kill you." <laughs> <laughs> and he means it. He means it because he's fucking Dan Moroboshi, because that guy is the best. But um, yeah, I, I like what they did when they re uh they had these reinterpretations of these characters, and they're introducing them to me for the first time. Um, I know that um, I know that uh, what's it, Ultraman Ace is uh, mm-hmm. none other than um, uh, Seiji. Yeah, Seiji. So he um, he's 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 that uh, he, he they introduce us I guess halfway through to his character, and then um, we get introduced to Jack, which I'm assuming is Ultraman Jack eventually. So um, yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see how that comes across in the anime when the second season comes out. So um, there's a lot there's a lot left to do. I mean, we got introduced to the um, the shark-looking guy, I forget his name, Detective Space Guy. What's his name, Fred? I, I know you know. <laughs> the, um... Oh, my God, I'm blanking. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh God, yeah. no. Oh, I'm going to look it up. Uh, his name I is, know uh... what alien he's based off of, and he's based off of Alien Dada. Yes, that's a dumb name. See alien Dada. No, that's all right. So what, what did you, how did you uh, like the twist with the aliens being part of, like, you know, our world and stuff? Um Fred. Um, it's a, it's a kind of, it's interesting, um, especially how they kind of home it, like home it in where uh, the alien Zeton, uh, the last surviving race, which is the one who kind of stopped the Ultraman. Yeah. They'll show um, mm-hmm. that, that like he's helping humanity in a way. It's like you could already tell like there's some ulterior motive, but they're not really going to get to it. And so it's like, you know that the plot point is going to get there. So it's yeah. it, it'll string you along, but the the uh, the whole alien alliance with Earth and stuff it, it's interesting. It opens up so much possibilities and stuff. Um, it really is kind of a excuse to uh, get some of these classic characters and uh, mm-hmm. modified versions of these monsters and aliens and stuff from the franchise in there. Yeah, they, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a good way of not just having a monster of the week type of thing. Yeah, where you right. got it where it's just. Um, um, you know, now humanity's, uh, you know, they've discovered aliens, aliens are in our world. I mean, what is it? Seiji, he's the, you know, he's a survivor of an alien attack on a, on a airplane that he was on and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Zedon, it's, um, that, that is a, that's a pretty interesting one. Cause you know, I was waiting for him the whole time mm-hmm. to betray them at the in this first series but you see he doesn't but i'm sure fred you've read the manga so you probably know where where all this stuff goes but um you can definitely see that this, this guy does have something going on he's there where it's just like he looks like he's playing yeah. both sides and and it's 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 slowly becoming clear that he, he his his intentions may not be for the best for for earth so uh well he's uh, a little pissed that the that he you know humanity freaking pretty much killed the Killed this his race down to him. Yeah. So I mean, you get that weird, that weird vibe with him, and um, and even the fact of like with uh, Belumar, you think he's really the big baddie, but in the end, he's he, you know, he's he's not good, but he wasn't really the big bad, you know. Yeah. Mm. So I, I don't know. I I just thought it was I just thought it was a kind of interesting way. Uh, of oh, yeah, doing sure. yeah. and I, I thought it i thought it really worked out pretty well uh with it 
uh, Solbro, any any anything you didn't like about Ultraman? Well, that uh, we we discussed it with the show, and uh, Fred touched upon it too. The mocap animation it oh, has pros yeah. and cons. Like I think the, I tweeted that out. Yeah, the, <laughs> I made a tweet about that where I'm just like, I. Any yeah, scenes, just go ahead. It's a, just bad. Any scenes dealing with them in the actual armor or, or as uh, Ultraman and, and with the fights themselves, fantastic. But I wish they would. And, and this, and being that this is still kind of an experimental thing with CG anime, it's still they're still trying to figure it out. So I, I give them every 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 uh, chance in the world they figured this out because I've seen other shows where we've watched well, uh, uh, Knights, of figure, Knights of Sidonia. They'll figure it. They'll figure it out, man. Yeah, because I mean, think of it just. Just computer computer imaging. Yeah, when they think about it, fifteen years ago, as it even yeah. ten years ago, five years ago, it's so much better now. Just, so they will, they will mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah, but, but they seem to be half in and half. It's out. annoying. Yeah, they seem to be it's half annoying. in. When it comes to their approach, they seem to be half in and half out on how they do it. And, um, you know, a lot of scenes, like, if you can see the staging in a shot, you can see, like, people are just standing around. And, uh, you know, when I'm used to watching anime, I'm not used to seeing characters, like, bob and move when they're standing still. And when, yeah. when, when it comes to that, you don't have to do that. Just treat it like anime. Treat it like you're, you're, you're drawing a, a cell. But when the it's action like, it's kicks like a off, bad PS2 uh, cutscene. Yeah, exactly. It looks very video gamey when you do that. But if the yeah. characters are still and you stage the shots right, you know, it's always going to look really good. I was telling Neil before the show, and this is something that actually is like art imitating life in a sense. But um, I'm a big fan of Arc System Works, as you guys know. I love Guilty Gear and I love Dragon Ball Fighters, which recently came out from them. They got another game coming out called uh, Grand Blue Fantasies, based on the the mobile games. Those games look great, and their CG graphics made to look like cell shaded or the show cell shaded cd cd cg graphics but they make it look like it's hand-drawn and it's so well done and it you you can tell that they motion capture some of the the moves and stuff like that but then they cut down the frame rate to make it look like animation but it's all on how you present it and i think that if they if they if they um they figure that out and just stick with like one overall way of actually animating these characters and take the time to animate certain things by hand that you can't mocap. I think that's going to be better off. But I understand that makes the budget go through the roof in some cases. But um, it, it can be off-putting. Your eyes get used to it when you watch the show. So it didn't really, it wasn't that big of a bother for me. It's more so a gripe. But I think it's something that can improve in later seasons, especially if they get feedback on it from people. So, uh... Hopefully, uh, when season two comes out, they'll. It'll, well, I will say it bothered me. Life like, mm-hmm. it bothered me in episode one, and it bothered me in episode thirteen. Damn. It, was, <laughs> it, it was just, and and the sad thing is, is like you said, um, all of the action sequences and are just beautiful. Yeah, I mean they're just so mm-hmm. fluid, and it's just, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's the technology, budget, whatever it is. I think it's probably a combination of everything. Mm-hmm. And I think it eventually will um, be figured out. But damn, it is annoying because it's just this weird bobbing. And especially in those first couple of episodes when you don't have too much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot less action going on because we're setting up the story. It's kind of all through the roof there. So, um I but, think the uh, biggest the biggest problem with the the animation is whenever they were doing the mocap. I, I noticed this with motion cap. Like mm-hmm. you tend to overact. Yes. Like, yeah. So like when somebody is like saying like you did me wrong or whatever, in yeah. mo- 
like they flail their arms around. Like yeah, they're they're a little too much. They go to the, their their shatters on high. Yeah, there's yeah, too much pantomime going on. They pantomime a lot, and and and, they, yeah. and a lot of that is in in Japanese physical acting. There's a lot of that, and and so it might work well when you're in 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 not in CG, but it's so noticeable in games, and it's so noticeable in these CG animes as well. When they do that, it looks just kind of weird, and I just wish they would choose to do. Uh, hand for like the up close shots, like the the mid the mids, and the and 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 the up closest. If they if they did that, take the the more traditional animation approach. And I don't mean hand drawn. I'm just taking taking the CG models and then animating them by hand, as opposed to um, the action scenes, which look great in when they're captured. You know, when when you have dynamic angles and the camera shaking, and it makes it look like it's it's just a very fluid well, action based experience. It works. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that you could probably say that it might work better in a video game than more so in something like this mm-hmm. is because in the video game you tend to reuse the animation a little bit more. Very true. So when you're when you're fighting, you know, if you're doing um, a kamehameha, you're you know, it's you're gonna do it the same way. So I maybe that's the reason why I I don't know because you, maybe you're having to do less. Oh yeah. Maybe you're drawing more in something like this, but yeah, it's 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 definitely a got it's definitely a gripe. Uh, it bothered the shit out of me. I'll say it, it really <laughs> did. Um, but luckily, there was enough action towards the end that it really didn't matter. But um, so, bro, any any other negatives? I mean, for the most part, I I I, I just as the show's starting to get really good, we get the hit with that cliffhanger. So I mean, that but that's yeah, that that's good. That's 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 way to bait you into season two. So I can't really knock it too hard for that. Um, I think they should do more with uh, Shinjiro's character. I think, but uh, he's 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 okay. He's he's just a a little bit. I mean, you know what? Let me not crack on him because he's the he's the the definitive Japanese hero. I can't expect him to be like Dan, where Dan has the liberty of being an asshole. Or, or like uh, uh, the other gentleman, I always forget his name, but the uh, Ultraman Ace character, uh, Seiji. Seiji, yes, uh, he can he can afford to be the the kind of uh, loose cannon character because the the story allows him to be. But yeah, all of them working together though, I think is a very good unit, and uh, I certainly hope uh, I get to see that very soon with the uh, second season. But uh, I don't have so... too many bad things to say besides just the way it's presented, and um, and yeah, um, that, that I'll throw it back to you. Well, I mean, I think I said a lot of the things that you guys said. I felt the same way that you guys felt on a lot of things. All I got to say is um, this kind of came out of the blue for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing all of a sudden this show got released, and I saw a bunch of things on a bunch of articles online. And I had a little—I'll I, I, say this—I had a little bit of apprehension because, like Fred, I was used to the you know the kaiju and everything's big, and you know there there is a there is a part of me that loves the fact of men in rubber suits fighting <laughs> each other. There, yeah. There's just something. It's. I know it's fake. I know it's ridiculous. Half the time you can see the strings and all types of stuff. But I mean, and you can tell that the, it's in. It's on a sound stage, and that's not really a mountain. And it's, but there's just something about it that kind of makes it endearing. And I was afraid of that, um, not having that same type of feeling when I was going to watch this show. But as I started reading like all these articles and people were like, yo, this show is pretty cool. And the fact that it seemed if you weren't an Ultraman person, like I'm just a fan of really the 
first show. I mean, uh, Fred's beyond me. He's on <laughs> later shows and all that stuff like that. But I'm a big fan of that. And that's mainly just as a, as a kid growing up, I used to watch it on, um, uh, in the morning getting ready for school. It used to be on like a local channel. And I'd watch this thing like at 630 in the morning getting ready to go to school. And I'm like, this is so cool. And um, but I like the fact that you can go into this and you don't even need the basis of the original show because it kind of you kind of get what's going on. And maybe in some ways it probably makes it better because you're not expecting 50 feet kaiju or 50 meter call kaiju to show up. So um and just what I was seeing, I was like, damn, this is really good. I mean, this is, um, and, and this was like true people like really liking this. And, and it seemed like just a diverse thing. And yeah, outside of the motion capture stuff, um, I thought it was really well done. Um, the, uh, the molding of the original show into, the, into this, but creating its own narrative and creating its own story, I think is, uh, makes it really, um, really inviting and i think like i don't know if it felt like it was with you guys but did you just seem did it feel like the intensity was on a low simmer that just like incrementally went up each episode like to and even though you have that cliffhanger it's not like you're not at like a full boil but you're you're still at a pretty good simmer knowing that something's going to be going on and you're like you know i got to see the next I, I can't wait to see the next batch but um, Ace Killer, you're, you're not going crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Ace Killer definitely ramped things up towards the end, and yeah. it did crescendo. Like it, the challenges became harder, you know, things became mm-hmm. more complicated. You know, when Seiji shows up, that adds a new wrinkle. You know, uh, the 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 um the rivalry between uh Dan and uh Shinjiro. There's that, you know, and then learning about the alien um uh the the alien town that's in town and then some of the problems that brings about and how the aliens mode in society i think that hijack the hostage situation at reina's concert oh, yeah. was really cool i thought that was really well orchestrated and then uh it had that twist i didn't see coming the especially with homeboy getting his throat cl- throat slit uh the the prince that guy um mm-hmm. and he um it's unfortunate because I like that character, man. I, I, I could see that he wasn't the villain like way back in the beginning, although they tried to make you think he was. But then to find out he was uh, involved with those kids, and then he gets his throat slit on the stage, it's like, yo, that's a little bit extreme. You could have just hauled him yeah. in. <laughs> he was actually yeah, it is violent. And he was trying to protect her in the end. So, you know, they, damn, my man just cut his throat. It's like, Jesus Christ. Uh, so it makes me wonder yeah. about the content of his character as we see go along in the series. So that's going to be interesting. But um, yeah, it, it it did the tension uh, crescendoed throughout the whole, whole the whole of it. And then my man Ultraman, not Ultraman, but Killer Ace Killer shows up and just wrecks so much shop with him and his crew. And I was sad because uh, the trio of uh, of soldiers that used to roll with Dan all got killed. And I'm like, yo, yeah. the girl, the girl's dead. No, man, that's, that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, that that is something I didn't say. That it is some there is some violent stuff though, man. Yeah. Holy crap! Like it's it's, it's actually it's, a lot. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. It's a it's a lot more violent than the manga actually, which is actually, that's that's unusual. Yeah. <laughs> usually the mangas are like just bloodbaths, and they usually have to tone them down a little bit. Yeah, usually so. that's, yeah. that's the story. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is something. Yeah, Reina's concert when yeah the way. That whole hostage situation, then when he and an old boy gets killed like that, mm-hmm. oh, 
and that, you do kind of end up feeling bad for him. You're like, damn, that 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 sucks. You know, it's like because you kind of you could kind of tell that it was, you know, he was getting a raw deal the whole time. Yeah. So. And I think it's fitting that, like, like I agree with you. Um, even in the manga uh, mm-hmm. version, there was this like low simmer of like, yeah, it's not like the stakes aren't really that high, but I really want to see next because the world and the characters are really interesting. And I think that's hard to do sometimes because you start getting on a roll with trying to get to, um, you know, because I think as a writer. I'm not a writer, but I'm sure as, you know, as a fiction writer, you sit there and you want to, you want to go and you want to build and, you know, you always want to get to the the grand conclusion or the grand ending. But, um, you know, for something like this, it's probably tough. And especially a show like this, where maybe they didn't know that they were going to get a a second season, you know, and the fact that they were able to do that, um, that's what I, that's what really stood out to me. I was like, wow, this is really I, I want more, but I'm not like going crazy. Like I can wait, but I can't wait to see it, you know? So it's, it's, it's definitely, um, and like I said, the, that whole thing at the end, when you just get, you know, that more is going on, you know, that Zedon has got something going on and, uh, um, you know, it's, it's going to be pr- pretty damn interesting. So, and, and, and that goes to show that, uh, we were talking before the show cause, uh, we, I, I showed uh, Neo the trailer for The Irishman, and we were talking about that uh, that's a Martin Scorsese movie that's being bankrolled by Netflix. Well, Netflix has been putting some money in anime, too, and they've been putting out some really unique choices, uh, this being one of them. Uh, also, uh, Fred turned me on to uh, Devilman as well which is on Netflix. And that's not for the faint of heart, by the way. Let me just tell you. Oh, <laughs> oh no. So if you want to watch Devil Man on Netflix, uh, take it, take it with, uh, take it with, uh, <laughs> just, you need just, a, you need a forward. show that's, a, mm-hmm. you need a show that's an upper. After yes. You watch the show. Fucking Ooh. do. Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, high score, high score girl will, will definitely serve that purpose right there. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they've been taking chances, man. They've been actually putting a lot of money into anime series and, uh, making, uh, helping to produce a lot of, uh, uh, series that are, are original content for Japan and the United States. And Ultraman just happened to be one of those, uh, licenses that decided to have some faith in and, and adapt the manga. So, I'm happy to see that they're doing that, and I'm happy to see we're getting more of this stuff, and I hope that it's it, it's getting well watched to kind of warrant more of the stuff to be made. So that's yeah. freaking. I dope. mean, it's it's fitting that the show kind of ended with the Ace Killer arc because, like, if we didn't get anything else after that, I, I would kind of I would be a little sad, but I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The arc is really well done because it it mirrors the original shows because Ace Killer is no joke in the original shows because like he takes down the original Ultraman, Ultra Seven, Jack, and then Zoffy, who was the Ultraman who shows up at the end of the original series that takes down Zeton with one shot. And like when that happens you realize, oh wow, this guy is like no joke. So it, it was a really good kind of adaptation of that whole arc and how uh, the how menacing Ace Killer is. Damn. In different context than like the other thing to note is that like the only the only thing that happens like as far as ultra shows go mm-hmm. is the original show. Um, so no other ultra shows like Taro or Leo or anything like that. So it's kind of like they're ad- adapting the various shows for this this avenue and it's like re mm-hmm. doing modifications to the story and whatnot to kind of do more intrigue and 
change it up a little bit, but still keep the core elements of like those plot elements that happen in those shows. So, See, that's okay. what's up. You know, it's a lot of love yeah. given given Ultraman in general in this series. And Yazi, yes, uh, Castlevania, yes, please. Uh, Castlevania is one of those uh, animated series that they that, that Netflix yeah. has been putting money into. I never thought I'd love to see a well adapted Castlevania. So, yo, that's that's it, it's 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 good times, man. It's a golden age on Netflix, man. Let's keep it popping. <laughs> there you go. Anything else before we give our ratings for uh, for Ultraman season one? Um, yeah. it just uh, it's a good show. Um, check it out if you're interested in Ultraman and uh, kind of use it as a springboard to get into the franchise. Because man, uh, the complaint of well, I can't watch it anywhere is kind of gone now. It really is. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, that's it's been a, done it's for a, good, a while. Yeah, <laughs> it's a. It, it really was hard to be an Ultraman. Fan. Like no one was fan subbing the show, so or the show's. Yeah. They weren't popular, but uh, it was like Kamen Rider or Super Sentai. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out if you're interested in the franchise. And uh, well, well, based on that, then Fred, what would be your uh, on the Gundam uh, rating scale? What, what what would you give Ultraman season one? I would uh, I would give it a solid. Uh, hmm, I would give it a solid three point five out of five. Yeah, Sobra. I would definitely have to hit y'all with. Uh, Four four out of five specium rays. That's what I'm gonna have to do. The blow ups are incoming. <laughs> yeah, it's a badass I, I move, probably, man. This shit never gets old. But go ahead. No, it doesn't. Oof. And then he's like, I remember the first time that he that he pulled that Shijiro pulled it off. They're just like, he could do the specium ray. <laughs> he did the thing. <laughs> yeah, he did the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have to I'd have to put it with uh, Soul Bro there. I, I'd have to say it's uh, four out of uh, four out of five. Where's my beta capsules? <laughs> I do kind of miss that. I, I was waiting for the beta capsule to come out somewhere. So, but um, so yeah. So thank you, Fred, for joining us on this. And I guess um, Soul Bro, anything from show, or I guess he's still doing whatever he's doing he is uh he's m.i.a unless he decides to slip into the chat he might be lurking in the chat yo show you out there show you waiting for so, your time show jump in jump in please come on let's go let's do this come on son. so i guess well, yeah, i guess not get, fuck just, it just go ahead and uh stay on fred um okay. yeah sit on with us while we're doing this so i should have asked uh, this before next... i should have asked this before the show but have you ever seen high school girl <laughs> have you ever seen it nope <laughs> <laughs> This is uh this is another Netflix anime, and this was a challenge that uh, in last episode of Gundam that mm-hmm. Solbro said to me because I'm like Solbro, you need to watch Ultraman. He's like, you need to see High School Girl. I'm like, <laughs> like all right, I'll, I'll finish it if you finish Ultraman. So this is kind of where we're at. We traded. So, yeah, you know, um, it's actually kind of fitting because you got Ultraman. And high score girl, so it's kind of like yeah. a it's and they're both CG animes uh, uh, that are exclusive to Netflix. Here in much the different though, much yeah, different, very, very one, much different. One's, yeah. one's yeah. set in an alternate world of ours, and one's could you know in the past, and, in and the nineteen ninety, the nineteen nineties, early nineteen nineties. Both so. based on mas- both based on mangas, but uh, mm-hmm. that, that's not uncommon from any other animes. But uh, <laughs> but take it away, <laughs> sir. Take it away. I, I, I guess I guess the easiest way is if the easiest way of doing high school girl would be um, it's a slice of life anime about these two about a couple of students uh, really one just one uh, character Haru 
and uh, he is um, he is the Japanese soul bro. He loves him to <laughs> 2D fighting. So, I wish, I, wish I was that popular it. with the ladies. God damn. Oh, wow. Well, I, 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 was, I wasn't saying Ooh. this. I'm just saying on, on that fact. I mean, he is just a crazy, crazy uh, video gamer, specifically <laughs> Super Street, or, uh, Street Fighter 2 oh, and all the versions <laughs> of Street Fighter 2 afterwards. <laughs> And in the first episode, we see him. He's he's feeling pretty good about himself because you know he's able to go to the to go to the arcades. Because I think this is what 1989 when it starts. 1991. 1991. 1991. Yeah. 1991. Yeah, they, so, they start off with the fucking Gulf War. I love I love they established yeah, the right. timeline with world events, and then and Street Fighter Two came out. I was like, get the get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Shit is so he's feeling pretty pretty good about himself mm-hmm. and he's um you know he's he's able to hold his own in, in the arcades until he goes up against this one player and finds out that it's this little it's this little cute girl it's in his that, class that's in his class yeah. <laughs> and he sat there and he's like how in the world this is somebody that i never thought would ever be in a place like this oh, and yeah. ever play a game and because he you know her she comes from a very wealthy family she gets good grades you know she does has to do all these things with you know probably debutante balls and all types of things yeah, she's freaking perfect and, and she is just amazing she's not only perfect in that aspect but she's even better <laughs> the video games <laughs> that he loves and it's just this whole thing of the first pretty much the first i'd say what a little over first third of the show Mm -hmm. is him and her kind of getting along together uh fighting or playing different games him trying to beat her because he's at everything Uh, yeah (laughs) she'll purposely do things to him while they're playing the games and he's just like oh i see um so it's very interesting that, and and it is. It, it what makes it kind of really funny is you got the you got him. He's trying to balance the fact of being in school, playing, being a video gamer. He's got his crazy mom. He's developing this relationship with her, not realizing that he's actually falling for her. But oh, yeah. um, you know, and then she moves away. She actually goes to the U.S. for a couple of years. Because they're in what, like grade six, I think, grade five or grade six when they start. And they're then, just about to enter middle school, yeah. Yeah, and then at the end of the show, it's only about what fifteen episodes. Yeah. The end of at the end of the season, um, they're in high school, and um, she comes back. In the meantime, he meets another girl who's not very good, but likes him, and then starts taking a an interest in uh, video games, and then starts. <laughs> he tells her he tells her that she needs to get better and then she ends up starting to get better and then they play each other one day during the summer and she ends up beating him and then they have um and then uh the other girl ono comes back she uh there's hadaka and ono hadaka is the second girl ono is the first girl mm-hmm. she comes back and then there's this whole weird dynamic that keeps going on in the meantime it's giving you a little time capsule of every game that comes out (laughs) all the different systems that are coming out at that time uh the onslaught of console versus arcades um it gives you the culture of the early to mid 90s japanese arcade life where um you know these things are everywhere 
And, um, you know, there's, ar there's arcade machines everywhere, but they're, you know, some are in front of um, grocery or like stores, like yeah, the parents, man. his father puts out uh, so he can get extra traffic. And then there's like sleazy ones that they go to. <laughs> there's higher ones. You learn that um, it's better that, what is it? The five yen one, the 50 yen ones. Yeah. And then those are the, those are the cheap ones. And it, it's just, it's just very interesting because it's a much different, I mean, Solbro and I remember the times of arcades and, oh, and yeah. even where I live now, there's so, still some arcades around, Lucky but <laughs> I, I don't think even the height of the arcade movement in um, the United States, I don't think it was ever like within Japan because with the, with those arcades, they're not just video games, but they have pachinko machines and all these other things. Oh, yeah. I mean, because you're learning about like the little egg games and the claw and the different like prizes. I mean, it is just ingrained, and it's almost and there's almost like different levels of types of gamers within these arcades, <laughs> and it's 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 very it's so, interesting. Subcultures and all that shit, yeah. Yeah, it's stuff that I mean, probably we've heard about, maybe not even knew. Um, and I mean, there's and it's just um, I, I thought it was enjoyable at first. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a little goofy, you know. It's it's and I can see, okay, this is like a high school thing, and it's it's them, but. It's actually it actually became very very interesting, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this uh, the second um, the uh, the second season. Yeah, and uh, I, I know it's based off um, it's based off a of manga, mm -hmm. and uh, just like everything. Um, so, um, but yeah, I guess Solbro, you can uh, go into some of your thoughts because. Uh, well, you're the one to tell me to watch it. Yeah. So. <laughs> you, you must have been going crazy. Yeah, man. Um, when I when I, I heard about this a long time ago when uh, the manga was out I, and they caught in a little bit of trouble because they used some uh, assets from SNK without their permission. So they had to go back and uh, take those issues off the shelf until they could get permission uh, from SNK to put like KOF stuff and all that stuff in there. But yeah, they got taken to court. They settled out of court and then it became a, a big part of the book later on. So the, those, those issues eventually got printed. But then by the time the anime came out, that was all sorted. So watching the show, I was quite shocked to see all the involvement from the different video game companies because there's oh, I know. a ton of video game references and systems and games from different companies getting put in. I was shocked to see Mortal Kombat in this motherfucker. One of my one, I of, know. The, one of the best moments is when they're playing with Raiden and they're trying to figure out what he's saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> when he does a who <laughs> and he said, I'm gonna go rent a car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm dying. Because he's supposed to be speaking Japanese, right? But it's an American speaking, uh, trying to voice a Japanese character, and then to see reality fold in on itself when you're watching it on High School Girl, High School Girl, and these Japanese people are trying to figure out what this Japanese character is saying, being vo badly voiced by by someone at Midway. So it's yeah. so so deep cut. I'm just sitting here dying. Watching the first couple episodes, I got this feeling because you know me, I'm Mister Nostalgia Glasses, as we know here on the show. 
Um, no. I got I got this feeling of when I was growing up, and you'd go to like the Seven Eleven, and there'd be arcade machines yeah. there, or you go to the right. laundromat, and there's arcade machines there. And I know people who grew up in the big city where you go to the bodegas, and there's arcade machines there, and it's just like a little subculture of people trying to get the high score of a game, or trying mm-hmm. to fucking beat each other in Street Fighter, or just their lives just have a, a oh, bit yeah. of a revolving. When, he, uh, mm-hmm. when he's in front of uh, Hadaka's. Uh, family store. Yes. And he's sitting there. What was he playing? What was he playing? Street Fighter Alpha or Street Fighter uh, Super Street Fighter 2? Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there. Just He's like, I'm just sitting here getting all, I want to get all the high scores. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to. Every the- position was, was sick. And yeah, I remember doing that too. I'm and you're right. I remember. <laughs> and and it's, a, it's a funny thing because I don't think you see them too much anymore. I haven't seen one in a while, but mm-hmm. you. You used to be able to know how long a 7-Eleven yes. was there mm-hmm. because when you'd walk into them to the left, there'd be there's like a little room, mm-hmm. and usually what it ended up being now was like lotto tickets and stuff or, or periodicals. Or, or pe- yeah, yeah, periodicals. And it'd be this <laughs> exactly right. You know, the, the, it's like a darkened corner now. It's like the ghost of the arcade used to be in Seven Eleven. It's still that's there. that's where they used to have like three or four machines. Yeah, man. On the size of the machines. I, I remember Super Street, uh, the Street Fighter games would be mm-hmm. there. I remember um, what was it? Uh, God, um, Seven Twenty, and then la- later on, yes. it was the. Um, the Tony Hawk games, <laughs> yeah. and then it'd be cruising, and I mean, so Afterburner, all these motherfuckers. Uh, oh. oh my god! You know, no, like, after Afterburner used to be at the regular arcade though, because that would be the that's the big one where you'd have to, you know, back and forth. But you, um, you could tell that a man wrote this book because it's got a lot of fantasy about the women in there and all that shit. Uh, but yeah. you can also tell that this is guy grew up gaming because he did the same shit. His character. Haruo, Haruo, does the did the same shit I did where I could map every fucking Seven Eleven up the street and what yeah. games were there and where we would go to play them and having I went to I used to mow lawns just to get money to go play games at at Seven <laughs> Eleven because arcades we had them but they were like at the movie theater and they were further away but you could ride to the Seven Elevens on your bike or to uh, the laundromat and play play some of the new hotness depending on if they got them so you know just to see that that's well they're how, at the malls or they're the mall the, you always had them at the mall exactly. Or but, a strip, there'd be at a strip mall. But it, just like in this show, there were communities that built up around that yeah. of kids my age, and just to see that reflected in the show was really sunk into me when I watched this, and and to see Hotaro as a character and how dedicated he was, and how he clung onto his Turbo Graphics sixteen or PC Engine, and how he used to just rally that. You know, I used to I used to love the obscure system too. Like I, when he when he. When he picked the, the the he always picks the wrong horse when it comes to consoles in this show. He picked the fucking uh, TurboGrafx yes, sixteen and me, and then uh, and when the Sega Saturn came out, he picked that bad boy too. And it's like, yo, you you you're forever my dude because you picked the Sega Saturn. That's the shit. He was shitting all over the PlayStation until Homegirl yeah, walked into his house. <laughs> and then 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 she tried to take it back from him. Like, no, you're gonna leave the PlayStation, oh, right? Oh my god. Um, we're we're gonna jump around and just talk about the show, guys. So, cause some of you guys, uh, well, Neil may not know is that when the show initially aired it was episodes 1 through 12 in Japan when mm-hmm. it aired on Japanese television episodes 13 through 15 are OVA that is you know takes oh. place uh, afterwards and yeah those yeah, are that, that's that un- that understands the big the time skip then. which which oh, is okay. which is why the sister shows up in the in those episodes because she it gets introduced 
in those episodes. So the older sister to Akira, uh, which I love that well, character. Some, well, uh, somebody in the chat says never had arcades at seven. It wasn't that you had an arcade there. It was just you had machines. Yeah, you would. It wasn't really. It, they just had a little room off to the side. It was usually off where the magazines were. And it was just like a little room, a little gaming like room, four or five machines. Yep, four or five the, machines. Yeah. You'd have like turtles, tur tur the turtles, uh, four player game in there. You'd have Street Fighter. Yeah, that was that was the thing. I mean, or as Neo a, Geo a, machine. It would just be like one, a, a once. I, once I got to the point where I could go to the Seven Eleven, that was maybe by maybe a mile and a half away on my mm -hmm. bike. Once my parents were like, oh, "Okay, you can go. You can, you know, on the pass and stuff," and you get there. I mean, me and my friends would sit there, and I swear to God, we'd just sit there drink, getting Slurpees <laughs> and, and eating eating Slurpees and Slim Jims and uh, playing whatever games in. And you just put a stack of quarters on there, and uh, you'd, be, you'd be playing all summer. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was – yeah, the X-Men arcade game. <laughs> I forget. I remember – I mean – Mm -hmm. All those bowling oh, alleys man. too, man. Bowling alleys used to be cheap. Bowling alleys had them. Holy yeah. shit! And we had one up the street, so it was just like man, Chuck E. Uh, Cheese. Just the vibe of the show, I got right away, and I, I heard about this show because of that debacle. And then later on, when I saw the anime, uh, anime being advertised, it's like, yo, this is it's got adapted. I gotta watch this. So after um a good couple of episodes aired, I actually watched the first episode. And um, when it when it became available to see I was initially, after the first one. yeah, man, and I saw it and it's like, yo, this is great. But then I fell off, and then I heard that it was I'm not even the Street Fighter. I'm not even the Street Fighter nut like you, so mm -hmm. you must have been going crazy because I, I was like in there going. Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> just to see the deep cuts of like uh the the when they were talking about the tech of like doing uh doing tick throws or, or doing <laughs> doing turtling with guile or or um the the tricks of the trade that he was doing just to be a cheap fuck. You know, I just that to me it's like, yo, this guy has no cooth, but I love him because he's doing shit or, that I would do when I was pissed. <laughs> Well, he even, he even says that while he's sitting there. He's yeah. like, yeah, he goes, most people think that this is just a cheap way, but he goes, I'll take a win as ever I can. I'll I take know, a win right? to win. Well, that's and funny. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. When, it, when these motherfuckers talk about the system of putting your coin on the deck of the machine, when you hit the deck oh, yeah. and, and you got to know who your boy is in front and your boy is behind. So you can go off and go get some to drink, get some to eat, but just make sure that you use the buddy system. It's like, yo, this this show is 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 my, is my soul in an anime right fucking here. So yeah, I mean, uh, I could go on all day about Haru himself, but there are other great characters in the show too. I love Akira. The fact that she does not talk, I thought would get old, but it never did. Yeah. She no. she she's such she's so endearing. She's mean as fuck, but she <laughs> She's she's so endearing to him, uh, and I love how um, sometimes how they how how she, you know, is it, very sentimental. Like um, when she's about to leave to go to the states, and he shows up and gives her the the little ring that they won at the Ghost Arcade. That's a great episode, by the way. But uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> when they when they go like fucking five five hours across town to go to this arcade that's supposed to be ten cents a pop, but um, the the the, the ring that he won from there. Uh, he went to. He was gonna give it to his mom, but when he found that uh, uh, Akira was leaving to go to the states, I was like, "Look, here's. I I didn't have time to get you a present, so I'm gonna give you this as a memento of me, and maybe one day we'll see each other again when you come back." And then she cries, and then she hugs him, and then they have to drag her onto the plane. But um, it's cool when she comes back and she's a total just just gangster as fuck with him. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, I think I, th- I think that one in the, the episode where they're on the, the class trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and he gets, he goes off and gets the snacks, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they get left behind. <laughs> they get left behind. And he's like, "Yeah, well, we'll just walk." And they're like, "She's like, what? No, what is how many miles? Remember what what he, is wrong with this guy? Remember when he left the class trip to go fight in the tournament? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so mad." That shit was great. And then Homegirl was there too. Uh, that shit is great. And yo, Ed points out, shout out to Ed the Crimson. He says, I, oh, love, yeah, I love how Gal would give Haruo the pep talk. Gal is like his spirit animal. If you've never seen yeah. this show, Gal from Street Fighter is his spirit animal. And he's one of the best characters. I didn't love I didn't love Gal at all until this show. This show yeah. made me love Gal. And that's crazy because I used to hate his guts at, at one time in Street Fighter. But, um,. <laughs> It's, it's 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 amazing when watching the show unfold. Um, uh, there's one big thing I wanted to bring up, but you know what? I'm gonna let you talk, Neil. What what are some of your thoughts, man? Oh, I just um, like you said, it, with her not talking, I thought that would be annoying. But after a while, it yeah it became endearing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's because um, you know there was just the, the joy, and then you're seeing that um, somebody that everybody sees is you know having nice family wealth and all that that her situation is not really ideal and that she's playing the games to escape it because um she's just not happy and um you know even even haru kind of figures that out but um yeah the <laughs> the cast the characters like his classmates a guy doey that always thinks it's yeah. so cool that that was funny because you're like wow everybody went to school with somebody like that they, they just did. thought they were so much cooler or just they were such more culture than everybody else he's just like oh you know got too much normally, most, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then it, he'd always go to that one um yeah to um get um uh, what was it basically advice? He was kind of like his advice guy, yeah, <laughs> like his bartender. Yeah. <laughs> his his boy, the one that the, all the ladies liked. Meow, yeah, yeah meow, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. Kotaro meow. That's right. What about yeah. what about that 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 perverted girl who had an afro in uh, oh an elementary God. school, and then she 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 let her hair down in middle school. That chick was always trying to grab dudes' penises. It's like, yo, what's going on? Yeah, here? yo, I want to see if it has a bone in it. Yo, get the out of here <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> there's, this, yeah, there's okay. this crazy girl in the show who was like interested in just the anatomy of people and then there's, there's a there's it has a, no filter no has filter, no filter no filter she's grabbing boobs she's <laughs> she's she's like this elementary school girl in the beginning and then um they were pairing up to yeah. go on the merry-go-round or the ferris wheel that's it the ferris wheel and she says to the main character it's like i when we get on board I want to see your penis to see if it has a bone in it. And it, huh. dude says, what? <laughs> He's like, I got to get yeah, the this, fuck out of here. This was totally written by a dude. No, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's, it's probably all his experiences. Like, these are be. probably people he went to school with. It it's, seems. So, it, some of it is like too. Some of it seems real close as fuck. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> we all went to school with people. That's like, sh- the shit at the uh, the grandma, the old granny's uh, candy stand where it's raining uh, outside. And she says, if you ain't spending money, you need to get the fuck out in that rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and he's only got like 50 yen in his hand. It's like, yo, I got enough for one game of Final Fight. We got to make this yeah. last. <laughs> that shit is 
and they make it last. <laughs> they make it last, dude. And it's like, man, it's amazing. You know, this, 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 that, that had to be from an experience that he had. Yeah. Like, because some old ladies don't play. Oba Oba Chan mm-hmm. will throw your ass out. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, you you always yeah. I mean, everybody's always there's always that like one store in your neighborhood or mm-hmm. close by your neighborhood where you got the. Because they just don't want the kids in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you ain't kids ain't fine. You don't need to be in here. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You usually go in there because you're like getting, we used to do it. We'd go in places just to hang out for like AC or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drink free water. <laughs> I used to be that. I used to be kind of loud. I used to go to the store at Game Trader that was here in town and hang out and play uh, play games on their systems there. All all, all yeah. day long, so you know, it, I was I was that scumbag too. But uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, everybody was everybody, actually at one time, man. You know, you just you had your or scumbag. Or I used to be the one I'd go to the comic book store and yes. I'd end up there there for like four hours. I'd just be reading stuff. <laughs> I'm going through the all. I'm going through the back issues, just taking them out of the plastic and, <laughs> and buying nothing. <laughs> buying nothing. <laughs> Catching up on stuff though, it's like, damn, I didn't realize this oh. was going on. Okay, I, I gotta go read my stories. <laughs> Fuck supporting. <laughs> depend, yeah, depend on what it was. You could always tell when they, uh, the comic book shop I would go to. I could always tell when he was having a good day because when he was having a good day sales wise, he wouldn't mm-hmm. care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the, the days that he wasn't really making anything, man, he'd be sitting there going. You're gonna buy something buy, like, exactly you, right. Yeah, it's like you're wasting my time, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'd be going through the back issues, crinkling them and stuff, and folding them back. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I, I will say this: um, I, when it came to the approach on animation in this, hey, show, you put them in the box, man. If you're if they're if they're valuable, you put them behind the counter. You don't exactly put them exactly the right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So hey. the, the the comic book stuff that put the valuable stuff in the boxes on the floor for the back issues. Yeah, oh man, you know actually. You, you're, they're gonna get. They're gonna get wrecked. They are so. gonna get wrecked. You know, actually, you reminded me of something. I didn't know that the Japanese did this, but apparently, in this show, um, the main character, anytime he was done with the console, he would put it back in the box that it came in. He would actually oh, his, disconnect yes. the system. Yeah, and I guess that's a Japanese thing because Americans, we just have an entertainment system where we just on plug floor. it on the floor. <laughs> it's plugged up. We leave it there connected for years. We don't. Your, dis- your, your parents wished you did that. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't dis- we don't we don't disconnect our systems. But in Japan, nope. I guess that's a thing. If you really want to preserve your system, as soon as you're done playing it, you disassemble it and put it back in the box. And you can see, like, on a shelf, he has like all these boxes. With his different systems in uh, and in each box, so it's like, yo, that's that's actually cool. He has a Famicom, a Super Famicom, and 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 of course later on the uh, the Turbo Graphics and all the other systems. But you know, it was it was really cool. But I wanted to bring up because uh, we talked about animation in um in in uh in, in Ultraman. I they, I do like the approach of animation in this one. This looks a bit more uh, like traditional animation. In High School oh, yeah. Girl, you could still tell it's CG animated, and there's no way around that. But they definitely took more of a, a a traditional approach with the way the characters move. Now, there's like really action scenes where a characters running or something like that. You can see it's mocap, but they did cut down the animation frames to kind of look more natural to anime. So I do like the direction more in this show with the CG anime. Well, it's a, it's it's a slice of life show, so exactly. I, I think yeah, they probably didn't have to do as much and i'm sure there was stuff they reused <laughs> but the, the the thing that tripped us up in, yeah. in ultraman where they, there's still shots and people yeah. like bobbing around that's not in the show characters are yeah. still in shots like you would find in anime unless it's like some kind of like if those are like breathing heavy and they just finished running then yeah there's maybe some some residual animation from that but 
other than that, it's it's a, it, the the direction in this show. I think and the the uh, the the presentation of the CG in this show is a bit better. And it, I don't think they had to break their budget to do it uh, in this series no. because, as you said, it's slice of life. There's not like all their budget. Crazy their shit budget breaking was the rights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They were spending money on the on the rights for all these wow. video games. I was shocked. Showing, so. I know I know the Nintendo properties in this weren't really shown all that much, but at least the consoles, like the the Famicom and the Super Famicom, yeah. making an appearance. But I can't think of one end Nintendo game that shows up in this. I I, I remember seeing Final Fantasy four, uh, in this, and I think Final Fantasy. Well, 6 that game that he makes at the end isn't that kind of a ripoff of Zelda in some ways. I think it's some RPG Maker game that actually exists. I don't know if it. Completely does, uh, but I do know the games were like that on the Super Nintendo, where you can make your own RPG. They couldn't be very long because this yeah. the cartridge didn't have a lot of memory on it. But uh, you can make your own little uh, RPG on a cartridge, and then allow people to play. Yeah, you're it. right. So, I don't. Th- I don't think there were any Nintendo games. Yeah. And well, remember he has the joke. He's like, "Yeah, why does why does everybody always get to call every console the Nintendo?" Because <laughs> 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 they're like. Because he was, I think he had a Saturn out, and it's like, put, why don't you just put your Nintendo away? Why does everybody think it's, every game console's a Nintendo? Real, real fucking quotes in the show. Real quotes. Even the man had a Game Boy and a Turbo Express. And like, I haven't seen the Turbo Express on screen since Enemy of the State. <laughs> so, it's like, so to see this man had a Turbo Express is like, first that shit was expensive as hell. Number two, you can watch TV on the go on that motherfucker. And this yeah. guy had one at school. He said, he said, and I quote, is like, I, I'm bringing the Game Boy to school because it seems less than less, less of a sin to bring a, a a handheld Game Boy to the school instead of my Turbo Graphics uh, Turbo Express because he, he he's probably afraid that they're going to take away the Turbo Express if he got caught. Probably. But yeah. uh, I love the fact that he brought it there the first day with Street Fighter Two on it. That shit was great. But um, yeah, man, I I love this series to death, and I I had a thrill watching it, including the OVA episodes later on where um they really deal with um. Uh, Akira's uh, overbearing uh, tutor. She's mm-hmm. uh, she's a piece of work, but uh, eventually they they warm up to uh, she warms up to them too. And um, I love the fact that my man uh, uh, my man Haruo gets a job and he's working it part time and he's 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 yeah. managing that. It kind of needs to. He needs to. He also starts knuckling down at school. You know, ga- he realizes that gaming is not the only thing in life. But when he's younger, that's all he cares about. He doesn't give a damn about his grades or whatnot. But eventually, he does start to care about school. And you think for a second he's going to get into the best high school, but his ass he ends up in the <laughs> the, the yeah. Old. They, they, mm-hmm. they did the switcheroo on that. You're like, oh wow, he's like studying like non being super. It's like, wow, is he actually going to pull this off? Like, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, not at all. Which is a shame because Hadaka also gets into the the really good high school as well. Yeah. So he gets separated from Hadaka too. And I think Hadaka, I can't remember if Hadaka and Ono end up going to the same girls' school or no. I think they go to separate schools too. So they, they go separate ones. You know, yeah. all, all three of them end up going to different schools. But Hadaka is also a great character. I didn't, I didn't really get into that. But I, I love the fact that she's a fan. Uh, she becomes a big fan of Darkstalkers and uh, the Darkstalkers yeah. series, including my favorite one, which is Vampire Hunter. I, I don't think they got to the year where Vampire Saver shows up yet. So uh, Vampire yeah. Hunter, though, was a they fantastic... They just got the Vampire Hunter. Va- yeah. Or Night Warriors, as it was in the States. She ends up being a big uh, a big Hutzel player. or, or fo- um, I forget what his Japanese name was, but uh, she plays that robot in the game, and, uh, and that character was cheap as fuck. And she loves to pick boss characters. That kills me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you're picking boss characters, and my man has got to fight against boss characters. It's fucked up. 
<laughs> well, just like, oh no, take uh, is picking the Kuma? The, yeah, the, the heavy, the heavies. Yeah. Always picking the heavies. You know, that, that episode where she shows back up and uh, Hadaka's playing, um, she, oh, she, she sits in for Hadawa when Hadawa has to hide for the truant officer, right? And so yeah. Akira comes in, sits down, and then you see her fiddling around, moving on the board of the screen. Because they're using, for the, if you haven't seen the show, guys, they use they have the setup in arcades where it's the head-to-head units, where one person yeah. sits on one side and the other person sits on the other side, right? So she's putting the, she's slowly putting in the code to play Akuma, and it's the first time anybody in that arcade saw that character get unlocked, and she waxes the shit out of a uh, out of a uh, Hidaka with Akuma, uh, uh, being used for the first yeah, time. Yeah, everybody, right? everybody's like. They're like, wait, who is this? Because he shows, yeah, because he just, it's the silhouette of him yeah. that shows up at the beginning. It's like, what? Exactly. And I remember time and time again in arcades where when people would put in codes to pick secret characters and shit, and it would always be an awesome moment. So just to see that unfolding in the show was really cool. But, uh, so. Neil, I'll throw it back to you, man. Any 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 cons or any uh, uh, anything else you wanted to mention about the show at all? What you no. like best about it, man? Because I know, I know. It must, you mentioned that it took it took a minute for you to get into it, but then you, it really, you really, you really, it really uh, well, came it to you. Didn't, it, it didn't take too much. I mean, the first the first episode, I wanted, I, I I watched it, and I was I was trying to figure out what was going on, but I wanted to watch the second one to see. So it was like I went in there, and it, um, I liked it because yeah, the, it had some similarities to stuff that we did when we were younger. Oh yeah. Um, going to play games and going to visit, but it was also cool to really see um, how that arcade culture was mm-hmm. and um, how different it was. And uh, it it was just it was just kind of it was almost like a documentary in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you know you forget about all these different incarnations of things and and just some of the weird crazy games that used to come out back in those days and you know they they'd show up in the u.s under different names and things and like oh wow i remember that and it's like oh that's what that was called over there so um no i i thought it was i thought it was i thought it was fun um i thought maybe it would get old after a while because i didn't know how much longer you could keep going with that whole shtick but mm-hmm. um no, I, it it kept going, and um, you know, I, I I was wanting to see more, so can't wait to see season two. Yeah, likewise, man. Um, I I think uh, the slice of life stories in the show are the are the magic of the series because even though you get to see all the icing on the cake with all the different video games you used to grow up playing. Um, just to see the the life experiences of these characters as they're growing up, because it's one of those rare animes where the characters grow up throughout the course of it. As Neo had mentioned, this is slice of life, you get to see these characters mature and see where their lives are heading. I, that's what got that has me most excited for season two because I, I do want yeah. I do want to know exactly because they're gonna if season two plays out the way I well, think I, it I is, like the fact that the time progresses too, yes. and I think that's what made it more interesting was that if it just kept them in the same grade for like the whole time, mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been as enjoyable. Yeah. Cause these, these kids pretty much entered in the nineties in elementary school and then they're going to progress all the way through the 2000s into the 2000s and graduate from high school. And it's going to be interesting to see because we see the, 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 the consoles also becoming more powerful yeah. and being able to capable of the stuff. I'm kind of interested to see how they cover the dreamcast and then the PlayStation yeah. 2 and that era of gaming where gaming started to surpass the arcade because when that happens that's that's coming I think it's probably going to be the end of the series at that point in time which is an actual great way to close it out because at that point in time arcades 
you know, won't be as magical as they used to be. So, so they get addicted to Fantasy Star Online? Oh, mm. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. No, uh, if it... Uh, <laughs> At least on the Dreamcast, that shit was amazing. But um, yeah, I, I I'm 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 jazzed with it. I I'd love to see at least up to the end of high school, maybe the first year of college, uh, and just yeah. see exactly where the story ends up. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for season two. I don't know when it's coming, uh, either later this year or next year. But you know, I'll let take your time with it. And when it's uh done, I can't wait to see it. So that's that's what's so, up. So, it's a question for you guys. Yeah, yeah, go for it. What's, what's a what's a game or event gaming event that happens? culture or whatever that you would want to see presented in the show what they actually playstation 2 the the, <laughs> the build up for the playstation 2 because i still think as big as and maybe it was different for there in japan but mm-hmm. in the united states i still think that that's the biggest thing that's ever really happened because there was such build up. i mean silver you remember that yeah, there was, it was so, insane. i mean like the week before before it was supposed to come out like every major newspaper and like magazine it was like on the cover of time mm-hmm. the playstation 2 the the build up on that because it was such um it it's really what took video games mainstream in the united states it was one it of the most powerful them, technological devices to be released yeah in people's homes it was so. such a it was such an advance yeah it was such a progression like from one to the two was just such a huge progression and everything. And I mean, <clears throat> it not only did that for video games, but it, it, it also, I've, I've read where they say that that actually is what helped kill videotapes that when people finally, cause yes, it I, did. didn't, I didn't even realize it at the time because I had DVD players at that time, but I didn't realize that most of the people that would watch videos back then, um, were still watching them off VCRs yeah. and that for a lot of people, the PlayStation two was their first DVD, DVD player. player. Yep. That literally was what ushered in the DVD uh, age, I believe, because with that system, a lot of people had that in their homes and they were f- suddenly able to watch DVDs. So it, it changed the face of home video. Right I don't there. know. I don't know how it was over Japan or any other country, but I think it was probably just as big, but yeah, I mean, as big as any other subsequent release of anything, it's. I don't think it's ever been part of society and culture like PlayStation Two. That's the big one right there. I, I want to see, but I think maybe Dreamcast would probably be for them because I think Dreamcast was really big for them. The Dreamcast launch. Dreamcast is actually still has this strong following in Japan with all these all these homebrew games that are being made for it. So when that system came out, I think it was popular in Japan. It just didn't take off in the rest of the world uh, like it should. And then when the PS2 came well, out, it was, that really it was did big. darken the door. Yeah, I mean, I remember. I remember. Before PlayStation Two came out, Dreamcast that was the that was the pre ultimate thing even in the United States because that has by far the greatest lineup. Re- launch launch lineup yeah. ever seen. Holy <laughs> shit! In Japan and the I mean, states, so was... yeah, some of the greatest games ever made were Dreamcast launch titles. Soul Calibur, boy, when that fucking came out, that people lost their minds. You know, actually, I, I forgot to mention there is an event that they actually showed in the show. That I thought was really cool. Uh, I had always read about this in magazines like Game Fan and uh, IG. Uh, sorry, uh, 
EGM and um, and, and whatnot. But uh, there's an event that used to happen in Japan all the time called the JAMA uh, uh, oh, convention. Yeah. And it was to show off the latest in arcade games. And there would always be like this, this multi-spread page article on what they were showing off at the JAMA show and what new games were coming for the arcades and Game Fan Magazine and whatnot. And this, these two actually went to the damn show in 1995 when Alpha 1 came out and all these freaking all dope-ass fighting games came out and some other arcade games and whatnot came out too. So it was really cool to see that actually depicted in the series when I read about it in, 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 in my, my local uh, video game magazines when I was younger. So it was... It was really neat to see that animated, man. And um, But yeah, when it comes to launches, Dreamcast all day, man. I, I got to see how that unfolds, and hopefully well, we'll, we'll see that. <clears throat> or um, I guess the other one would be would be Street Fighter 3. <laughs> oh, they're definitely going to hit that. Because, because the joke of him where yeah. he's going through all the different incarnations of Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter, Super yeah. Street Fighter Alpha, and it's just like it, that one time where he's like, I know, he goes, yeah, I saw that they just called it uh, Super Street Fighter or what was it? Champion 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 Champion. And he's like, I, I know the next one's going to be three. <laughs> <laughs> I was just laughing like, no, it's not going to be three. It's like, joke's on you, bud. You ought to wait another five years. <laughs> Think it's like 20 25 years later and they're they're, they're still on five Yo, they still joked about it when alpha came out it's like i guess we're still not getting three <laughs> yeah that's right when they're at the arcade they, 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 yeah i got released they're yeah. like yeah i guess we're not getting three yet yeah. there's, there's love showing the virtual fighter 2 in this or virtual fighter in general oh yeah so many games and, and not just fighting games like the shooters uh, they they both suck at uh at, at like shooters like Darius Twin and Gradius, mm-hmm. but they still like enjoy playing them. Yeah, they're not, they're not great at every game. I flipped out when I saw Gradius. Yeah. I was like, no way. It made me laugh when uh when Akira is afraid of Splatterhouse and scary games, because uh oh, yeah. my man was playing. My man got angry and he went to go play some Splatterhouse, and she's just standing behind him looking all suspect, and it's because she's fucking scared. <laughs> And all the violence going on in the game. So it's somebody that somebody will do a perfect on you with Akuma. Yeah, is, is scared of Splatterhouse. She, she's spooked <laughs> at any other scary game. So when Resident Evil comes out, I, I hope they have that in the show. I really do. Oh I, yeah, man. I would imagine they would because it's Capcom. Yeah, so. man. Again, and Capcom has a huge presence in this. But uh, yo, uh, Fred, any any other questions that come to mind for you? Uh, no. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> well, what, what are you what are you expecting, so bro? Any any anything in season two outside of what you said, like uh, um, that you want to see them cover? I, I know that Nintendo sixty four is going to show up, and that's like that's like a, yeah. a that's like an era of uh, of gaming. Like I never was into that system, but I do know it I had a, one. It was important in people's lives, especially because of GoldenEye. And, oh my god, and, and yeah. A, a lot in Mario sixty four and Zelda Ocarina of Time. So I do Fine. know. Yep. I do know that's a big that's a big system. It makes me wonder if they're gonna get the rights to show off some of that because the Nintendo sixty four was heavily dependent on Nintendo based games. So it's gonna be kind of mm-hmm. weird if they don't, are not don't aren't able to show off like Mario sixty four or, or or Ocarina of Time at least on that system besides GoldenEye and whatnot too. So I don't know how big GoldenEye was in Japan, but I can only imagine it was it was halfway it did halfway well over there. Um, but there's, I think, I think, I think it did. Every, I think it did well everywhere. That because it was like pretty much outside of that Mario sixty four and Ocarina of Time. It was the best. It was the best game on. I had that console. 
Yeah. So the biggest thing, I mean, the biggest thing in the series that I'm interested in seeing is how the gap between arcades and consoles uh, ends up meeting in the middle, uh, and I think that's kind of where the series will end uh, or, or, or get to its closing phases. But to see exactly how 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 the arcade dynamic changes. And, and and to see exactly how that is and how the characters actually mature and grow and what they move on to are like the big things in season two that I'm looking forward to. So yeah, that's just that's that's what I got in a nutshell. But, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that because you're going into a time of late '90s, early 2000s where there was so much going on, and you start seeing the consolidation of the industry. I mean, you go from um, you know early '90s having four or five different. Um, uh, gaming consoles and all this to you know coming out of what 2005 you pretty much got what three and at one point nintendo was <laughs> on life support mm-hmm. so that'll be interesting to see too absolutely especially with haro turbo graphics it's gonna <laughs> go away yeah uh, it, it, but uh yeah it, it just it just it, it makes you realize how much how much how good we we had it, and maybe we're looking at it with nostalgia glasses and all that stuff, but it really was a fun, magical time that you'll never be able to replace again. And it just, a lot of it is you had to be there, but I hope this series does expose people to how I mean, they even had the, they even showed the Neo Geo. Yeah. Yeah, they did. When, when, when that thing booted up, I was like, because that's such a distinctive boot up on that thing. Jingle? I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, Samurai Showdown gets love, so does uh, King of Fighters oh, oh, oh. later on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like what six hundred bucks in like nineteen nineties money. It was. It was. Uh, I know when the system first came out, it was a grand, but it did go down in price. And yeah, six hundred. Yeah, let me, let me see. You yeah. were spending. You were spending at least. Yeah, it was released in nineteen ninety. I remember it used to be like the big prize you could win on these game shows on like Nickelodeon. Yeah. And I remember there was Fun House and there was Video Power and there was all these other game shows that kids got on. And the Neo Geo would be one of the prominent prizes that people could win. And that shit was so expensive. Um, and, and the cartridges were so expensive. Like you had to know what you were getting into if you're going to buy that system because cartridges Yeah, they were, were almost cost, like 100 bucks, weren't yeah, they? The cartridges were like two, 300 bucks. They were so, were they that much? Man, I wish I was lying. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> Those shits were super expensive. They eventually went down in price. Like you know, the older ones went down to like fifty bucks. I remember but, when man. I remember when the N sixty four came out and the the cartridges were sixty nine dollars. Yeah, yeah and uh, people and people they, went crazy. They were huge. Yeah, because because uh, some of the, some of them were eighty bucks depending on how much uh, how many chips they had to use. That was yeah. one of the few ex- examples where I could see where a systems game was dependent on how much technology was in the cartridge so uh yeah. some games had to break the normal street price of like 50 50 bucks 60 bucks and and be priced almost up to 100 so it was it was kind of wild for the nintendo 64 that was another reason why i didn't gravitate towards that system all that much i hated the controller too i hated that shit oh the, 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 uh, yeah, uh, yeah. that was one thing i did hate on that thing i could not deal with it it was horrible, and and the stick would get worn out too, which I can't wait for them to show mm-hmm. in High Score Girl. <laughs> the stick got fucked up on the Nintendo sixty four controllers, but yeah, man. Um, it, it's oh, you go through you go through controllers like crazy. Yeah, man. and those controllers weren't cheap either. Nope, and they're even harder to get now because of the fact that uh, people who own those systems, you know, they grind their controller out and then they look for a used one, and it's hard to find a used one that's in decent shape. So, yeah. uh, and you have to buy a third party controller. Those shits are never as good as the, the Nintendo ones. So. It's no, a, it's no, a no. They, they wear out even quicker. Yeah. So. But yeah, but, man. Uh, anything else, Solbro? 
before uh, we go to ratings? No, I'm pretty much ready to rate this. You have anything right. to say? No, I would just say, you know, if you haven't seen it now, just go ahead and seen it. And season two, of, I don't know when season two will be out. Probably next year sometime, like, I think. For both these shows, we have no idea when season two is coming. But they're both on Netflix, so uh, if you got a Netflix Yeah, they've announced season twos, but they just don't say when. But I, I would imagine they're probably sometime next next year. Yeah, I, I'm thinking High Score Girl, the earliest, will come out in October. Um, and maybe maybe Ultraman as well. So you know, I I, I think it's going to come up in the way that the the cores of the of the airing of anime usually comes out in Japan, and the next big season is October. So uh, hopefully October. If not, then uh, uh, fourth quarter. So we'll see what happens there, or the turn of the year. So bro, but what my, is your what's your rating? My rating is uh, for High Score Girl. Man, uh, huh. my rating is four old witches from uh, Genji and the Heike clans. Out of five, <laughs> that old witch would would haunt this kid. <laughs> Talking so much shit. That's a that's a deep cut game. But uh, when I saw that in there, I was like, yo, this is really cool. They have this in here too. But uh, yeah, um, I give it four out of five. And uh, well, I, I got to give it uh, four guile pep talks. Yes. Out of five. Yes. Because <laughs> you knew you knew it was a serious decision when you get the guile pep talk. Haru. <laughs> You must, <laughs> you must express your feelings. You must go to the airport. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, so, that's what's up. Oh, well, shout out to Ed. He says generally Netflix waits until the season is over in Japan, so we were waiting for a bit. That's right. I forget. High School Girl actually airs on Japanese TV oh, first, okay. um, and Netflix. I, I guess uh, Fred, you you had mentioned that Ultraman just was just showed up on Netflix, right? It didn't have a Japanese airing first. On television or no? Anything? Yeah, it was directly to. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, high score girl. I guess I'll be uh, I guess I'll be um, I guess I'll be watching it some other way. <laughs> but I'll watch it on Netflix too. I will because I, I like the dub actually. I watched the dub then in in, in Japanese. It's actually yeah, it is yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Young Bosch is the main character, but he's actually super funny, super funny as Hollywood. Man, he did a really good job. So shout outs to him, man. That's what's up. But um, back to you, Neo. Back to you. Well, Sober, any any tweets? Not that I could see unless um, they didn't show up. They've been doing this weird thing where they don't show up when people use the hashtag, so I tell people to try to at me, but uh, I, oh, didn't, okay. I didn't see any tweets come up. I saw that Yazi mm-hmm. retweeted the show, so shout out to Yazi for that. I do appreciate it. Here it is. Uh, Yazi, thank you for retweeting the show and letting people know we are uh, streaming tonight. So uh, props to you, sir. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, we're light on tweets tonight, and okay. I'll have uh- to hold that out. <laughs> oh, no problem so uh, thank you mr fred for yeah, showing up and talking about ultraman with us hopefully we'll um season two won't be too far out so we can have you back on to talk about that yeah for sure thank you guys again for having me on it was uh it was on and, and, and for sitting through uh shows uh <laughs> <laughs> but i did like to question <laughs> no, thank you I tried. <laughs> that was no, that's actually that's actually pretty good though. That's a very I, good question, I, man. I appreciate yeah, that. Definitely, definitely good. So, um, so yeah, that's um, our uh, reviews of Ultraman, the Netflix series, and High School Girl, um, the other Netflix series, um, one Mecca, one Gaming. So it's kind of kind of falls into our wheelhouse here. And once again, I thank uh, Fred. Uh, Fred Rex uh, and all the different. You're Fred Rex on everything. It seems like, right? Fred I know Rex you're on, on right. Twitter, on the YouTube, everywhere. So, um, I guess if you ever have a question about anything Godzilla or Ultraman or anything, anything pretty much that's kaiju, right, uh, Fred? 
Yep. He's, Anything kaiju he's... or Ava or... Yep. Now, 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 to, now to be clear, it's Fredericks double O, like his favorite anime. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't you dare. Gundam double O. Every That's time. It. Hell yes. It got, a, <laughs> got a twist the knife just a little bit deeper. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love hey, you, Fred. You... Oh, well, happy belated birthday, bro. I didn't even know oh, it passed. I, I just I saw it in the chat. Yeah. So man, yo, I'm so sorry, dude. Man, I hope you had a dope one, man. Uh, did it go well? Oh, yeah, for it was you? good. I, I I forgot it too. It's okay. <laughs> I tried to forget mine. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> Boy, I tried to forget mine, dude. Oof. But um, yeah. So thank you, Fred, for uh, coming on with us. And uh, so, bro, I, I guess give all the contacts out. Yeah, of course, man. Make we close it out here. Make sure to visit where the magic happens. That's right. Mahq.net. That's uh, the Mecha and Anime headquarters. <laughs> we can go and uh, read the reviews that are up there for all sorts of Mecha anime series. Uh, many of that we've talked about on the show and the, many of them that we haven't. So if you want to go in there and check out uh, reviews uh, written by the webmaster of the site himself, Chris, and his also staff of contributors, go to Mahq.net and check that out. You can also find line art for a lot of the favorite Mecha uh, that you've seen in uh, other shows as well uh, a lot of great trivia and information up there if you want to join the conversation over on mechatalk.net that's the original i'm uh, sorry the um the mechatalk.net is uh the um forum. the forum i can't think today uh, the forum of mhq you can go there and sign up and join the conversation it's, it's also where you can submit news articles yes yes you can <laughs> please please don't please. forget <laughs> hey but I, I was able to work it out though i was able yeah, to work, i i, I I, I persevered. I, I improvised. Indeed, indeed. We we, we struggled, but we made it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, Hadn't done that in a long time looking for articles. Whoa. You, you can find MHQ <laughs> on Twitter at MHQDOTNET, as well as Gundam ATMHQ on Twitter as well. And you can find uh, the MHQ uh, Facebook group over on uh, Facebook.com. Uh, just go to groups and type in MHQ1. You'll find us. And <laughs> you can join us uh, there if they, as long as they pull you in. Uh, that's what's up. But, um, yeah, uh, that is pretty much it, uh, at least for me anyway. Uh, you guys have been listening to episode 211, man. All right. Uh, so yeah. Back to you, Neil. Yeah, no problem. Like I said, uh, we will be back in a few weeks with some more Gundam. Um, what we will be talking about, well, you'll just have to find out then. So we'll uh-huh. see you guys later. Take it easy. Again? He just doesn't know when to give oh, up. One. I, I didn't want to have to resort to this, but even the mighty Ona won't be able to handle this attack. Guile turtling involves holding the joystick diagonally in preparation of using one of two special moves while waiting for your opponent's attack. 
using low kicks, sonic boom, and somersault kicks, the opponent's advances can be repelled. It's Guile's forbidden strategy. It is overwhelmingly effective when used against Zangi. Perfect! He's Guile turtling? Is he serious? This kid chose the most shameless, ugliest method there is! <laughs> Call it an unmanly way of fighting if you want! I'll use whatever dirty trick it takes to eliminate you! At MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. like it's no big deal. He wants to totally trash that girl just so he can make himself feel better. Oh no, I can't let you just rule here in this realm. Since I'm clueless in everything from language arts to math, PE, art, and home ec, this is all I have! <laughs> That's what you get for playing one-handed. Now it's one-to-one. He's come back to play with both hands. He admits it, but man, how cheap. All right, now it's the final round. It all comes down to this. If she gets turtled again, it's all over. Is she going to lose her streak before hitting 30 wins? Round three, fight. Wow, check it out. Is this guy seriously trying to fight fair without turtling? Now that it's the final round, he wants to have a clean fight. This kid's really got guts. Why didn't he just do that from the start? <laughs> a clean fight? All I've got is a thirst for victory! Throw jank is the act of making your opponent block a weak attack then using that window to throw them. Against an unwary opponent, a sweeping victory can be achieved. But in a competition, this forbidden technique can ruffle feathers, so one must be prepared, even for death. But knowing that my opponent is this girl, 